drop that kitty down low. Pop that kitty down low. Shop that like a window. I'm going to make you explode. <laughs> drop that kitty down low. Pop that kitty down low. Take that video phone. Drop that kitty down low. Super good friends at imvdb.com, the internet music video database. This is a podcast where we talk about what's going on in the world of music videos, news, new videos, uh, etc. Uh, my name is Adam and of imvdb fame. Of course, you all know me. Uh, you probably have a picture of me somewhere. Just look in your desk drawer. Um, and then with us, as usual, from uh, Brooklyn, New York, Bushwick, New York, uh, next to really America's hotspot for revivalist churches inside of uh, shop windows, uh, Doug Klinger. How are you, Doug? Doing super good, Adam. I got a future, so I'm singing for my grandma. That's right. Uh, but something, something, she's not my grandma. Pretty Did close. That? Yeah, I get Okay. I know we'll talk about that song. Um, I love Chance the Rapper. Uh, I kind of want to be his, his his friend, but I know he's really busy. Um, and, I would love that would be awesome. And just somebody, to be buddies <laughs> and somebody who I want to be their friend too, but I know he's really busy as well. Uh, Mr. Adam Alexander of Fringe Music Fix. Uh, how's it going, Adam? Uh, it's going awesome. I'm busy looking at my desk drawer picture of you. Adam. That's right. Yeah. So I mean. You know, what's desk drawer is one of those things. I've only got one desk drawer in the middle, and man, I don't even know what's in there. Could be anything, really. What is Adam wearing in the picture? He's got uh, one of those little uh, spaghetti strap tops on. <laughs> it's yellow. Great. It's nice. Yep, that's uh, just my, got go, my, got go-to, my go-to portrait uh, <laughs> wear. So we have a lot of stuff to talk about this week uh, because... We were talking before the podcast and um, uh, just sort of emailing back and forth today, as we do on the podcast days, to talk about what we're uh, going to be talking about in terms of videos. And um, I don't know, I kind of, we've been talking about a lot of music videos this year, 2015, we're recording this in sort of mid-April 2015, and... uh, I feel like it, it, we're at a point where we can kind of assess the year a little bit, right? I mean, we every year at the end of the year, we kind of put out a post of like where the biggest view videos came from. And uh, there's two really big spikes, and that's at the beginning of the year, really like the January through March spike. Um, it's really big for music videos. And then like the August-September spike is also very, very large. Um, with a little bit of a doldrums in the summer and then of course toward the, like you know November and December are traditionally more quieter months and 2015 I feel like has maybe passed by without that spike uh, yeah it, it, I mean that early it, spike at least that early yeah, spike I don't see it and in terms of like videos, music videos that are like, you know, obviously there have been a ton of really fantastic music videos that have come along. But I'm, but actually, Adam, I think you you brought up something before the podcast that is super true. Um, you brought up the Carly Rae Jepsen "I Really Really Want You." I think that's the name of the song. Music video with mm-hmm. Tom Hanks. And when you mentioned that, that struck a, a chord in my mind because it's literally the only music video I've heard anybody talk about this year that is not somebody who is related to the industry. I think mm-hmm. one of my uh, one of my friends just brought it up kind of at random and knew that Tom Hanks was in it. Um, so, and I think we talked about that video on the podcast and we were all in agreement that it's not exactly a great video. So we're kind of grasping at straws for like big, you know, we're talking like triple digit or like six figure view count within a month videos that are kind of... Uh, doing it for large stars and we just haven't had it this so far this year I mean there's been a handful of videos that have been really big um, unfortunately so far the most popular video of the year is probably one of my least favorite uh, Sugar by Maroon 5 um, directed by David Dobkin 
who directed Wedding Crashers. Um, and then after that, we've got an Ellie Goulding video for Love Me Like You Do, and then the Sia Elastic Heart video, which I think if you're going to make the argument of any other video that has like reached any kind of pop culture consciousness this year, um, I guess you can say that one has, because obviously the, the she, like Maddie Ziegler has done live performances with Sia since the release of that video. So like it just become a year ago. <laughs> right, right. Um uh but she's done it since as well. Uh what I mean is like right when was the um when was the um Grammys? That was in 2015, right? That was a few few months. Yeah, I think it was in February. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so um you know, so Maddie Ziegler is continuing so like she, like the Elastic Heart video is obviously still like riding um the wave of the success of Chandelier and of that Sia album and of of Maddie Ziegler, um, so like yeah, so like in the top five, and then we have a, the Rihanna f- uh, four or five seconds and a Taylor Swift style video. So the top five videos of the year so far are kind of the ones you expect, but they're not kind of like reaching the massive numbers. And then like the next five videos are like uh, like every single one is just completely forgettable. Um, you know, like that really that Ariana Grande one last time video that we're not a fan of. That weekend video that that was a tie-in with Fifty Shades of Grey, and then three videos that we haven't talked about on this podcast. So I think the, I think I think the weekend video was. I mean, that was a huge track. I think it might be kind of riding on. Although that's a decent video. And it also came out around the time, like it was in promotion of the Fifty Shades of Grey film, mm-hmm. which was as a mass- was the uh, the Ellie Goulding one. It was also so as Fifty Shades in- is propelling some of right, those. which is interesting because uh, last year, two years ago, um, that movie Fault of Our Stars isn't like the propelled- Fault in Our Stars. I think yeah, yeah, the yeah. Fault in Our Stars. I've said that that movie wrong on like fifteen different podcasts. <laughs> um, that's uh, that propelled a bunch of. Um, like was involved, like had a lot of music videos do well. I don't know if sure. it prope- I don't know if it propelled it. I think Boom Clap propelled itself. Um, but I think like if you compare that to the music videos um, from last year, you know, like at this point last year we had um, uh, we didn't have Chandelier yet, but we had Turn Down for What and. And uh, where does that even where does turn down for what even fall in the um, uh, most popular of the year? Oh, sorry, we have to cut this out. I have the Vimeo link up top, and it's not refreshing the YouTube. I'm sorry, it's a bug, and I'm working on it. Yeah, um, no, we can cut this out. But like at this point, like last year, like I guess my point is that every year you get a video that blows up that you didn't expect was going to I think turn down for what is like last year you know size Ghanaian style like some that you just can't really predict going into the year that these are going to be huge videos and so far this year that hasn't happened there hasn't been a video that kind of like surprises everyone and like catches everybody off guard and like gives something somebody something new to look at um and I think Sia also did that last year like a, a Sia video had had they not kind of like struck gold um wouldn't be kind of reaching the consciousness that it's reaching now. I think we're we're missing that from this year so far. And uh, yeah, I think so far the theme for me of 2015 has been uh, continuations or rehashes of what worked in 2014. So we've had two, you know, sequels essentially to Chandelier, featuring Maddie Ziegler. Uh, we've had. Essentially, what amounts to a sequel of the All About That Bass video um, in the uh, God, what's the name of that song? Megan Trainer. Yeah, the, oh, Meg- yeah. the Megan Trainer uh, title video. Um, all you know, also directed by Fatima Robinson and sharing tons of similarities. We had you know another uh, late album cycle ballady song from Taylor Swift um, up there. So we've had a lot of you know videos that are that are that are kind of continuations of stuff that we already knew. Kind of like when... Stuff from albums from last year. Yeah, stuff from albums Ariana, from last the year. The Ariana Grande, Taylor Swift, Sia, um, all, all albums from last year. And I think this really illustrates something that I feel like is such an impart, important part of music videos that I think are kind of overlooked, and that is a group of artists that have really done a huge amount to push 
music video popularity forward, and that is female artists that came of fame. Um, between the, the years of, let's say, 2006 and 2009, um, those artists have really been driving huge, huge numbers for the last few years. And, mm-hmm. I, uh, you know, among them are Katy Perry, uh, Taylor Swift, Rihanna. Um, Miley Cyrus, Beyonce. Lady Gaga. Um uh, Beyonce, I guess, wouldn't fit. Well, in. it's her solo her solo career. Her solo, of. that's true. Yeah, it happened uh, at that same time. Is it? The, like. That's around this time we had the Sasha Fierce stuff. When was Sasha Fierce? <laughs> the, <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. but like that that um the vid, like Taylor Swift and Be- like Taylor Swift and Beyonce as a solo as a solo artist were kind of happening simultaneously, and all came to head with that Kanye West incident. Like that was all kind of. You know, that was Beyonce, like kind of still towards the beginning of Beyonce's solo career. And we need, we, we really do need, um, and you know, you, you might wonder like, well, if there's giant videos that aren't that great, like Dark Horse, you know, what is it, if, if those aren't around, what does that matter? And I feel like those have to be there as anchors uh, that are huge music videos that, that everybody can kind of know. And we really, and, and, and you know, there are a few dudes here and there, um, but in 2000, you know, in, in the 2010s, single female uh, artists really do carry the mail in terms of giant m- numbers, you know, putting huge numbers on the boards for music videos. And we kind of need them. And they're all at the end of their album cycles. So we're kind of like, uh, well, what do we have? Like, like, like every like name any one of them. And they're all currently in a studio working on like the beginning stages of their next album and or, right. or like or touring on their current album right definitely um and so like th- another interesting thing is like i don't i didn't really love the dark horse video i don't think it's that great of a music video but like i would prefer to watch that more than other than the sia uh elastic hearts and maybe the four or five seconds rihanna video just because like, i like that song uh I would rather watch Dark Horse than any of these other videos in the top 10 most popular from this year. Like, it's still, um, to me, like, just like a more fun, like, fresher feeling music video than a lot of the stuff that's kind of been been really popular this year. And I made a mistake. I mentioned I said the main trainer song was Title. It is actually Dear Future Husband. Yeah, Title is the album. Um... And a song on the album, uh, which I hope is going to get a, a video soon. But yeah, it's just that, that, that we're looking for those things that make us go like, holy, you know, holy shit. I mean, I remember the first time I saw, um, what do you call it, uh, uh, Wrecking Ball, which, <laughs> which is you know, a, a a really popular music video that everybody knows. But it's also, you know, a pretty kind of iconic music video now, 2013. Um, and you kind of take it for granted that at one point those were just something that was dropped on YouTube and something we weren't expecting and hadn't seen before. Um, and we're just really not seeing that on a, on a high level. Obviously, there have been a lot of really great music videos this this, this year. Um, and uh, But yeah, but in terms of like, because I don't think it's a good look that the popular stuff, it's... We're talking about right now, like the conversation we're having right now is about the pop, the most popular music videos because the tr- we have been talking about this for a while. The trend that we have been seeing in the last couple of years is that the popular music videos are getting awesome. You know, mm-hmm. like they're doing cool things that gets us, like get us excited, and that make us want to watch the video beyond the fact that it's got Katy Perry in it and. It's not a good look if music videos stop doing that because music videos are supposed to be the place where these, you know, filmmakers are able to like take risks with budgets and try new things with budgets with when they're making music videos at these high levels and you get to see something like oh, this is how we do by Joel Cafali where like an, a music video director who like I would watch if he got a thousand dollars to make a music video like gets the opportunity to like do something on a really large scale and like us as music video fans are rewarded for it. Um, and like I don't, I don't feel very like rewarded at the high level. Like yeah, there's been some really great music videos that have been done where people had to do favors and you know and and that kind of thing. But in the last couple of years, we've been seeing great stuff for the high budget music videos. And you know it's 
I'm afraid that it's it hasn't really emerged yet from this year, and I, and and that's not a good sign because of what music videos are supposed to represent. And I, and this, so I know a lot of people love this video, but the I feel like the Tom Hanks cameo or like starring role in "I Really Like You" by Carly Rae Jepsen has been a bit detriment to the music. Yeah, video. because it's not that's not fresh. That's not new. Like Tom Hanks doesn't do a bunch of music videos, but like shoving a super famous person in your music video to like dance around, like Chevy Chase has been doing that for however many years. Like that, you just, <laughs> you just like that's that is the opposite of a fresh idea. Well, well, I think a larger. I just, before that we got on the podcast, I just watched again for the umpteenth time, uh, "Time to Dance" by The Shoes, which is one of my favorite music videos ever and stars Jake Gyllenhaal and um I I always kind of wanted music videos to be a place where an like a big actor, a recognizable actor or actress like Jake Gyllenhaal could come in and do like a serious role. Um and have it, you know, obviously Shoes Time to Dance is not a huge music video in terms of numbers wise. I think it's pretty famous and popular among people who like music videos, people who enjoy music videos. Right. Um, but the thing about the I Really Like You video is that it's very obviously made very cheaply and very fast. Um, and it's just sort of putting out a signal to people that like, hey, if you want to be in a music video, if you're famous for for, for something other than being in music or music videos... All you, you need to do is show up. All you need to do is show up. You you can bang something out like you don't even give a fuck, and like, <laughs> and you and and that's and that's sort of like you just like throw your least amount of effort toward music videos when you have something like the shoes time to dance where Jake Tillenhall is obviously taking that role very seriously, or uh, the Arcade Fire We Exist video where Andrew Garfield is obviously taking his role very seriously. And to have something up there in the top view count um, where Tom Hanks obviously, like, obviously he's excited to be here, cool. You know, he's he likes <laughs> he likes Carly Rae Jepsen and he's going to do, I mean, he's going to do his best for what, the three hours that he shot this music video. But it's just, uh, it just takes so much away from it. Yeah, and he's not going to be a dick to anybody, and he's and he's going to be super nice, and everyone on set gets to say they work with Tom Hanks, and it's going to be a super positive experience for everybody. But it doesn't make a good music video, and um, it doesn't progress the art form at right. all, really. No, it doesn't. Um, it doesn't. When in 2014 we had music videos that had half a billion views that were progressing the art form and uh i would be stoked I, I mean i was super excited for just people who didn't watch music videos to know about so it's it's just it's a totally different ball game this year and we're i think it's still kind of being sussed out so hopefully uh we we're, i mean we're gonna hit the i think it's May, still early we're still for, for, yeah, for half of the year um, once but like june just, july it's gonna be a little slower yeah just just trends wise though this is when music like good music videos normally have emerged by now for a year mm-hmm. is and so um it is it's peculiar it's peculiar um and now they're fucking popping up on title and shit but 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 also you know you have to look at all the music industry as well and the top you know, Uptown Funk just just came down. It's like Uptown Funk was like number one for like what, like fourteen weeks, I think. It almost hundred. It almost it almost broke one Sweet Days record. Yeah, uh, which is insane. And uh, obviously, I love that video. By the way, I think it's one of the. I think we should Uptown do, Funk or One Sweet Day. One uh, uh, Uptown Funk. Oh. Um, <laughs> you remember the one sweet day video? Uh, I don't. It's really. just them. It's just Mariah Carey and Boyz II in the studio. Yeah, I feel. Yeah, in front of some V boring. Um, and uh, you know, so we are still kind of eating. You know, the leftovers from 2014. <laughs> for, for for you know, obviously that song is still super popular. It's still a great song. Um, but we really even haven't seen like the big like whole like the the um get lucky or uh, blurred lines of 2015 either so we're kind of i feel like this is a, like a sleepy start to the year a little sleepy yeah let's wake this puppy up let's wake it up do we have any music videos this year this week that'll wake him up 
Well, we uh, did have we did have uh, an actor um, today who released a video that was actually a, a good video. We and had this. Uh, if anything's going to wake this puppy up, it's going to be this video. <laughs> It's gonna be True Survivor oh, by David Hasselhoff, directed by David Sandberg. Holy shit, this fucking video um, is is it's, it's insane. It's insane. I'm so excited about this video. This video kind of saves the week. Yeah, and it, it didn't it, Adam. It just came out today, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it did. Just like relatively but, recently, like a few hours. I think ago. it might have been um, a later release today too. The the views are not. Um, as big as they probably should be. I saw it as a trending topic on Facebook. Wait, so people you don't are think talking about it? But two million views is not. Is that I mean, where it's sitting now? No, two hundred thousand. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, two hundred thousand. Yeah, two okay. hundred. So um, this and the funny thing about this is that it is like the most pandering video. Like, but. I just like enjoyed every second of it. Yeah, so, they pull it. They pull it off. So this is, um, you know, if anybody is not familiar, David Hasselhoff is a uh, used to be on Baywatch. He uh, he's an older actor who um, has a. He, I think he was famous for kind of having a big following in Germany. Yeah, um, and he like performed on the Berlin Wall when they knocked it over. Yeah, he he's just like a huge music star over there. But while in the U.S., he's much more known for being an actor and being on Baywatch specifically. Um, and I, like, I don't think I've ever heard a David Hasselhoff song, just for example. Um, and this song is called True Survivor, and it is very 80s style. They, oh, D- David Hasselhoff was also on Knight Rider, which is important here. Right, it's important for this context. Um, and this video is just like, it's called True Survivor, and the theme of the song is We Need Action. Um, and the entire video is just like, an orgy of 80s styles and references just down to down to the finest detail uh and amazing violence uh, it, there's a lot to unpack in this video so lots to unpack there's a lot going on they flip a, they flip a lamborghini with a skateboard <laughs> they do they do what I what I just found out, um, I'm just reading some stuff right now, is that this is apparently from um, a film that's going to be released called uh, Kung Fury. I guess it was a Kickstarter funded film. So I don't know if these are scenes from the film, but the artwork would suggest that they might be. That's uh, yeah, that, that that does make sense because in the film there is uh, there's sort of like. Or sorry, in the music video, there's some sort of like semblance of a plot. There is yeah, a, there, that's not really there, but like it's got layers. There's a guy, like a nerdy looking guy, who's <laughs> got all these '80s computers and he's hacking, um, and he is like hacking through years. I think there's at various points of the song in the video, you see a screen where it has a count of the years that have been hacked. Um, and then at the end, he plays an amazing guitar solo, and all of these things seem to be sort of from another, from like some other reference material. So, uh, Kung Fury is the name of the the, uh, the, the film. Um, and he's when he's hacking the years, he's wearing very much what looks like the Nintendo Power Glove. Which oh I yeah, and it's definitely cool. a Nintendo Power Glove. It's totally 100%. a Nintendo Power Glove. Yeah. Did, <laughs> did you guys have a Nintendo Power Glove? I, I tried. I, I tried it. I, we actually just uh, at Vimeo staff picked the documentary about a dude who hacked a Nintendo Power Glove to uh, do, do stop motion animation with. Hmm. Like he hacked all of the buttons and um, they like cue up the camera. Wow. That's that's a uh, that's important for this podcast for no reason. Um, <laughs> the, uh, one one thing that. Um, this video features that I'm really excited about. It's a new trend that I've been seeing in After Effects lately is the post-production split. It's a split done in, in post. And um, you might remember it from the act, act, Actin' Crazy Action Bronson music video where they also give him a, a split that he definitely didn't actually do. And uh, the Hoff... Does I can't believe I just called him the Hoff. Mm. Uh, does one in, does one in, in this video? You're talking too. like a like a physical like gymnastic split. Yeah, split. But he's not really doing it. They make him do it with computers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's actually isn't Action Brunson doing a split on the cover for Mister Wonderful? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. Uh, we I 
I have some things <laughs> to say about Action Bronson, but uh, all positive. The yeah, oh yeah, one hundred percent positive. The uh, the yeah, we should also mention that there's like we mentioned there. I am a kind of a child of the eighties in a way. I guess I was born in nineteen eighty five. Um, so I don't really remember much of the '80s, but I kind of grew, you know, grew up in you the were '90s there. with, yeah, with with some of the leftover stuff from the '80s. Adam, you were probably more of a child of the '80s. Yeah, I was. I was born in. I was still well, young for the first part of it, but uh, I was born in '80, so it, that's pretty '80s. Oh, you were born in '80. '80. So you're a, you're a, you're a, you're a child of the '80s. Adam, I, would say I think so. Adam, I think you and I would be '80s babies, but '90s kids. Yeah, but but there's there's a whole lot of like so there's this theory that has been going around for the last few decades that I that I'm really intrigued by, um, and that is that while a lot of people give like this 1960s sort of all the credit for being a decade of huge cultural change in America that it was actually the 1970s that were really the decade of change um, that kind of get pushed aside but that was where the, the the real change happened and there's tons of you know evidence and stuff like that that, that we can't get into here but but it kind of leaves the 80s as the post 70s era and like the 90s as well in a way um, it makes the 80s such like a unique decade for a lot of different things and this video kind of touches on those in a lot of interesting ways like uh, I, I don't know if it features in Kung Fury but maybe it does uh, but still an interesting like 80s tie-in is the uh, the prevalence of Hitler and Nazis um, <laughs> <laughs> because like out of nowhere like it's sort of like a Hitler kind of hits you in the face out of nowhere. It's out moment. of nowhere. It's just like it's just like all this crazy shit's happening. Like we mentioned, he he flips a Lamborghini with a, a, a skateboard. We get the post production split, and then it's just like suddenly it's like was that, was, was that just Hitler? Because yeah, like, because like, like it's never like nobody looks like Hitler. The only way you make someone that is giving them the mustache and. You don't always register that at first, and then like you see it again, and they're like, "Oh, it is, it is," and like, yeah, it's just like very sudden, and uh, yeah, right in your face. And so, you know, there is a point in the video where there is a very video game like kung fu battle with uh, with you know Nazi stormtroopers, and <laughs> it's 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 sort of. I, I guess it sort of makes sense. I feel like we're in in the 2010s. We're much more used to Nazis in like a Call of Duty sense, where they've been our video game foes for so long. And, and, or just like an inglorious bastard. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like like they are. They have kind of been classically recast as the Nazis, while in the eight like as the bad guys, um, the classic bad guys. And in the 80s, like the world. I mean, World War Two wasn't like that far. Off. I mean, there was a three or four decade, you know, split from that. Whereas, you know, that's how far away the 1970s are for, from us. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, 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 it's. I really found that interesting that they pulled that aspect into this video. I'm sure it's got it. it, it it's got to be in the movie. I feel like this whole video yeah. is in the movie now. Um, which I guess I'm okay with. I mean, whatever. What do, what do I have? Let's to watch say? it. Yeah, let's watch the movie. Yeah, I definitely will. I definitely will. Um, um, let's talk about a different music video now. I think we should go from this. I think we should piggyback this conversation um, about 70s and 80s and all that kind of stuff. And I think we should just go into So Many Pros by Snoop Dogg. Oh, that's a good, that's a good idea. It yeah. fits. It's got we're the here. We're already here. feel. It's yeah. either this or we don't talk about it because we're not going back to this stuff. So, <laughs> Yeah, we should. It's okay. good. Yeah, it's good. So this is a video called So Many Pros by Snoop Dogg, um, directed by Adam. I might need your help on this one. Francois. Uh, it's, uh, it's got to roll the R there. So you got Rousselet. Ah, fair. I can't do rolled R's, but I'm going to go with that. Francois, this is Francois from Yotis and Francois. Correct, yes. Um, which, I, has he ever directed? A, uh, it's like the Coen, you know, sometimes the Coen brothers will do like, a, you know, Joel direct and Ethan will produce is it yeah we've we've only got one credit for him alone mm-hmm. so i'm not sure who put this tag on this video what was the tag <laughs> i don't know er ruiz <laughs> um i don't know I, d- yeah there's um so <laughs> this video is 
basically nonstop uh, parodies of different genre movie posters um, moving. They're not. They're they're all moving, um, but it is like literally like they start with that concept and they end with that concept and they keep it really interesting. And, Sno- and Snoop Dogg is the star of each. Snoop Dogg is the star of each. Sometimes, sometimes they... yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say sometimes Pharrell and sometimes a couple other folk make that make an appearance. And sometimes the name of the movie is uh, uh, like related to the lyrics, and sometimes it's just straight up a parody of another movie. A lot of them are what what would be called uh, black exploitation uh, right. films, also from the nineteen seventies. Or Grindhouse um, as well. Grindhouse yeah. as well. well there are definitely nice. some Grindhouse ones, but the, I would say just with the style of music and uh, I, and like I, I would say and like just like the way the the women are styled with these big afros and stuff like this feels very black exploitation to me. Uh, but there's also a lot of Bond stuff toward the end. Yeah, you're right. You're right. They mix it up. They do it's mix a good it mix. Up. What do I know? Uh, the brat shows up. Which is fun. Really? I didn't catch that. I'm pretty sure that's DeBrat. Uh, I don't know if I would recognize DeBrat without and somebody prepping me. I think this is DeBrat. Maybe I'm wrong. At uh, 54 seconds. I'm going to take your word for it. I need to be, make sure I'm right. Um, and, yeah, this is also, like, the first song I've heard in a while. I think maybe, maybe since... A few years ago when Snoop Dogg did his reggae thing That was like a Snoop Dogg track That he wasn't just featured on um, I don't know his- he's, got an, he's got an album coming out He he just came out with a video um, Not too long ago For Peaches and Cream that Hannah Lux Davis directed Right, the video's called The album's called Bush, I think Yes um, Weird And uh, But he's been, you know, he's got a lot of featured artist credits. He was on the in Hangover by Psy. I mean, Snoop Dogg is one of those people that shows up like everywhere, from Coke Zero commercials to <laughs> Psy music videos. I saw him in Snoop's roast. He was there. Oh, really? Right. I didn't see that roast. How was the roast? It was good. It had some good moments. Um, was it was it sad? Kind of like funny sad, like the Chevy Chase roast, or was it funny funny? Uh, you know what? They were pretty easy on Beaver. They mostly stuck to making fun of the other panel members. Hmm. I heard they, they weren't too hard on him. Hannibal Burris, I heard, got get, got him a little bit. He did, and Jeff Jeff Rossi got him with a few good zingers too. But, I think it's uh, Jeffrey. Is it Jeffrey Ross? That's you don't need to know his name because he only does roasts anyway. <laughs> yeah, that is all he does anymore. I hate yeah those people like. Uh... Lisa Lampanelli and all those people that only do roasts—that's got to be super sad to be. Uh, I get—I shouldn't say that. Um, so he, yeah, he was also in like *Wiggle* by Jason Derulo. I mean, he's just—he's—he's he's, um, well, he's like Charlie he's... XCX kind of thrives as a as a as a featured player. You just know what you're gonna get. You're gonna get the same shit from him every time. He's on the Kendrick Lamar album. Mm-hmm. He's everywhere. Like he—you're gonna—you're gonna get the same. S- 16 or 12 however many bars you need from snoop you just you just gotta ask him like 18 minutes in advance and he'll give you something he might even just freestyle it there was there was definitely a time where i was convinced that snoop dogg was just freestyling every verse because (laughs) because he just it just he would say things where i would be like you none of what you said has rhymed with anything you said in so long like no no professional rapper would write this it your like it still works. I'm not saying it never works. Like Snoop Dogg has always worked, but he could just be like saying whatever, and he just like paces it weird, and it's like yeah, that's a rap, uh, even though it does does not rhyme at all. Uh, he's gotten back to rhyming, which is good, probably good for his career. Does he rap in this at all though? I don't think he really raps at all. I mean, it's it's more of like a, a it's a, it's a difficult to describe song. Um, it's like funk, funky. It's a funk, yeah. Which is interesting that's that's coming back, uh, and then again back to the seventies. Like Kendrick Lamar's "To Pip a Butterfly" has many seventies funk influences, um, and th- and the funny thing is that like all these movie p- p- parody, they're, they're not exactly parodies. I would f- call them more homages. They they don't seem to be like it's not like Austin Powers or whatever, where he's in a wig or whatever. He it, it, they just seem to be like paying homage to all of these. 
He does wear a wig in one of these shots, I think. Well, I mean, like, I'm talking about like Austin, Power, <laughs> like, uh, Austin Powers' wig. No, he's not. Man, this is a fun video, though. Like, we're, like in terms yeah. of... Yeah, video. In terms of the tech, like... And, and like they really do nail it and it's like a lot of fun and like all the characters and people that they have in this video like it's just a super fun video and it's and they definitely nail it but it is just like very one note yeah which is cool sometimes and i i like how you can you could just take a still frame of any one moment and like really every every minute of this is a cool still frame yeah you know it's fun it is cool yeah they I don't. Know. I don't mind the one note at all. Um, I, I really enjoyed this video, and and it is done so amazingly visually. Um, and this is, you know, this is uh, from Jonas and Francois. So this is a division video, and that's one thing that I've, you know, they're kind of known for are these really amazingly done visual effects and we're not talking about like explosions and you know like no like really unexpected like otherworldly stuff like yeah like this there's this shot at like 205 um where it like pulls out from snoop's face and there's all these like tentacles everywhere and like a skull's head and it's just like uh and topless women and it's just like crazy it's crazy stuff yeah the Um, compositing on this is just phenomenal it's like very high level um so I guess on the opposite end of the spectrum of this, I mean, this is a very effects heavy video and I love this video. We picked this video. Um, I also really wanted to talk about the still want you by Brandon flowers video. Yeah, I'd love to, um, directed by Warren Fu. Um, Warren has been on this podcast and has directed not a ton of music videos he's kind of averaging three a year i think he did three in 2014 warren does like a billion things yeah i mean he's yeah he's he's an all kind of a renaissance man of uh <laughs> of art why, why are you laughing at that that's just a funny term no it's absolutely accurate it's is that abso- is that term renaissance man like passe now is that no i don't i it maybe maybe i feel like it would be like it's it's something that i feel like it's just dis- any t- anybody who would be described as that, it's bullshit. Um, ex- except for someone like Warren Fu, who actually is. Like, um, like I feel like they might say that to someone who, like, um, you know, like is is an is an actor, and then like has written something once, and they're like, oh, that person is such a <laughs> Renaissance man, uh, or something like that. Just like an undeserved title. Um, yeah, so, but like Warren Fu, <laughs> like is legitimate. I would call somebody that. And he's been doing these videos that are that I've just been loving, like insanely. Uh, the last video he did before this was "Back to the Shack" by Weezer, which I still think is like an, it's like a perfect music video. I just love that video. Right. Um, and this is you know still want you by Brandon Flowers, who is best known as the lead singer of The Killers, who is now embarking on his own solo career for some reason i don't really understand why um but uh, this is probably he had the other song uh can't deny my love uh directed by robo shobo that's that was like the first single off this album and still want you i think is more of a catchy single um but warren Fu just i i love this video he really knocks it out of the park with this it's a uh, black and white video um kind of tough to describe but it's a lot it's all uh just very very performance heavy performance heavy it's handsy and it's also got a lot of like a lot of like fun hands fun hand stuff which sounds like a weird friday night but that's not what (laughs) uh uh that's not what's going on like it starts like the it starts with like a close-up over top shot of his hands like it's a very piano organ is that an organ i don't know what fucking sounds are uh but he's like making he's miming the like a piano with his hands and it goes along with the beat and then uh it starts to like open up and there's these two ladies with him who are fabulous in this video um and their hands start to like cover his face and do all these kind of like see no evil type stuff and that's when the hands start really getting brought into the fold this reminds me of like an 80s music video a little bit in mm-hmm. sort of the like playfulness of it uh like like real and also i feel like what the ladies are wearing totally yeah they're wearing suits um which i i guess is an 80s thing to have 
ladies I dress up in suits. It, I, I, maybe, maybe not. Maybe it's just the cut of the suits. Well, that's, I know. I think that's when it first started to emerge. Yeah, um, a little as being a thing we it saw. It feels more. like a Eurythmics video or something like that. Yeah, me. that's a and good like, very suit, very pantsuity. Or that Robert Plant one where mm. I think ladies are wearing suits. That's uh, an old one. You guys get it. The uh, yeah. addicted to love. I don't think it's. I don't think it's Robert Plant. I think Robert Plant uh, Led Zeppelin. No. No, not Robert Plant, but it's uh, some pl- Robert some, Palmer. some guy, Robert Palmer. Same um, thing. <laughs> I def- definitely in that. That definitely reminds me of it. Um, but also, just like kind of like the 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 playfulness of it um, in terms of uh, you know, you can really tell Brandon Flowers is having a lot of fun. Um, you can really tell they're really having a lot of fun doing like this kind of conceptual video um that where like the main idea is hands um mm-hmm. and seeing and just like do dancing yeah dancing and looking cool yeah it, it's it's a, it's tough to uh, we're doing a poor job of describing it but if you watch the video you will get that kind of vibe from it um i don't think we're doing that poor of a job describing it. I, 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 give it a C minus, yeah. I think that, that you could like the best way to describe this video, it's like very simple and fun but it's like but but Everything beyond that is what's awesome about it, mm-hmm. and uh, I feel like this I is like a, he's he's like a hipper Brandon Flowers. I I think I like this Brandon Flowers more than the Killers Brandon Flowers. I don't know what it is. This is like some I, hip shit. I have an issue with him going solo in a way, or not an issue, but I just kind of like bums me out a little bit because mm-hmm. the story about the Killers like as i understand it is that uh the guitar player i can't remember his name he's he's a he's a big guy looks like a you know long hair i, f- I think i remember slash. This, yeah slash uh this is slash's band i th- his this I, Robert really, Plant. I believe that yeah i believe the story is that he basically put out an ad in <laughs> on like craigslist or a newspaper or whatever saying i want to put together a band and all of like the classic killer song from that first album hot fuss are like his his songs um and you know they brought together the drummer and the bassist and brandon flowers sort of like in a u2 way the famous story that larry mullins the drummer put a an ad on the the high school uh Bolton board for you know to start a band and Bono and the Edge and and uh, Adam Clayton responded kind of in that way like that it's a band that just kind of got together because one guy was like let's start a band and then that first album you know exploded uh, and I don't really know what the story is behind why Brandon Flowers is going out, his own, out on his own but I I don't know I just like I don't. Uh, I you'd rather get, you'd rather have those other guys. I'd doing rather fun have them as part of the package. I don't. You know, so Nate Ruess did that as part of fun as well, and I understand why he did that. But have the killers flowers... broken up? Have have they broken up, or no. is he just doing a side thing, and then we'll get another Killers album in a year or so? And did he also do a so? Didn't he also do another solo album in 2010? I think yeah, he did. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe I'm just maybe I'm emoting and not really. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. Listen, you gotta if you can't channel your emotions yeah. through this podcast, where the where can you? I was just sort of upset that like Nate Russ uh, decided to do his own solo thing because for, he was in fun. Um, because what's the guy who's Lena Dunham's boyfriend decided to do his own band? Jack um, Antonoff. Yeah, he decided he was going to do his own band, and uh, it's weird when you do your own band. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I actually like. I don't know. I really liked the Julian Casablanca solo album. Did yeah, you, or the, that was. The, I mean, that, I think that was a good move for him to get out of that. I just, I just, I, and I, it doesn't make sense for Brandon Flowers to get out of that. This one seems more high profile than the 2010 solo album for some reason, um, just because of the amount of like music videos and promotion that's going into it. Yeah. No, it does see. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I can, I see that. But uh, who knows? Maybe we'll get a Killers, and and uh, Eric Clapton will be in the band. Mm, I love me some Eric Clapton. Uh, let's talk about a difference. Let's talk about something else. Do you want to talk about one more, two more? I'd say let's let's talk about them all. Really? Oh, let's pop them out. All right, let's pop them off. Except for the Caribou video. All um, right. So what? Let's, 
So just two more. Who made that noise? I guess only Adam. That only was Adam Alexander. Okay, we will talk about the caribou video. Then. I can quickly talk. Quickly talk about it. How about the 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 Sunday candy video? Oh yeah. I, w- I was hoping to end with that, but let's whatever. We can talk about that now. Um, do you want to do you want to talk about it, Doug? Yeah. Well, we should start by saying. That- <laughs> I knew that that was fun. We, uh, we uh, like to joke. This uh, is uh, Austin uh, Vesely directed it. Um, yeah, and he's a big. A big um, we've had we've interviewed him a bunch of times. He's a pal, mm-hmm. and he uh, frequently has directed music videos for Chance the Rapper, who is one of the members of Donnie Trumpet and the Social Experiment, which is the artist on this Sunday Candy video. And um, uh, we need to explain who Donnie the Trumpet and the Social Experiment is, because this is confusing, because Donnie Trumpet well, is all, part of uh, the Social Experiment, but is, like, has top billing. Yeah, I think that I think that it's more of, like, just Chance the Rapper trying to, like, take in... Um, and there's a... I think they there's an maybe a complex article or something where they really like kind of dig into it but well, it's, it's, i think basically chance the rapper is is just pur- purposefully not trying to like he's just trying to like bring his bu- bring his buddies along with him and really put that kind of like put them front make it make it a true band and not if it would if it would have been chance the rapper and the social experiment like very easily those guys could get busted off mm-hmm. so if you put one of them on top you know something like that Although I do think Johnny Trumpet maybe is actually I have no idea. I have no idea why he gets the top. Maybe he's a, more heavily involved in the production, but well, I really actually there, don't know. There's a Fader article, um, and and so uh, the social experiment is made up of Chance the Rapper, Donnie Trumpet, Peter Cottontail, and Nate Fox. Mm-hmm. Um, Donnie Trumpet, it's not his real name. He's actually a trumpet player. Um, and I guess according to this article, they just decided that Donnie Trumpet like. This is his album, kind of, um, and to to put him at top mm-hmm. billing. So um, they said, uh, I think Chance Rapper says we're working all, on all of this music together, but this project in particular is Donnie Trumpet project. Yeah, so that that makes sense. Like Chance the Rapper is just like part of that group, and he's the he's the lead singer, or you know, in this case, rapper. Of, of this group it doesn't mean that he's not doing solo stuff I mean he's still featuring a lot on I mean he's doing re- like the his verse on the um, uh, Action Bronson song is, fa- is fantastic like he's yeah, he's doing a lot of you know um, stuff on his own as well without the social experiment with him so yeah I, I guess he's just like a member of this band um, like D12 uh, yeah Sure. Yeah, I guess in in a roundabout way. Although everyone in D twelve was a rapper, whereas that does not seem to be the case here. Are you um, sure there wasn't a trumpet player in D twelve? <laughs> I think Bizarre moonlighted <laughs> as as a trumpet player uh, on occasion. Um, so let's talk about this video because I I love it. I think this is my favorite video of the week. This is a pretty amazing video, and uh, it's funny because the the YouTube uh, or sorry the Vimeo like picture that is used as the preview for this is like a, kind of a group Polaroid shot. It's what they use on YouTube as well. Oh, they use it on YouTube as well. Okay, so it's it's a group Polaroid shot of like a huge crew in front of this. Uh, and it's kind of like an amateur Polaroid, so it kind of doesn't really give you a good idea of what the video looks like. But the, I think is the video all one shot. I couldn't find a it. Is, I, it is one shot, I believe. Yeah. Um, and this is basically like a stage production um, that is all one shot. Pretty amazing, uh, featuring tons of dance. I didn't know Chance the Rapper could dance, but he can dance very well. Um, and it's uh, that's, that's basically what it is. It is a like a film uh, version of a stage production. Actually, in the picture of the whole group, if you look on the right, uh, the Steadicam operator is yeah. there with his Steadicam. Rocking it. And I think it's important to mention that this video was choreographed by Ian Eastwood, who also choreographed the Childish Gambino Sober video. Ah, uh, that makes sense. Which yeah. is interesting. Um, yeah, uh, we don't have any other credits for Ian. I'm sure he's, he's had to have done other videos. But, um, yeah, so, you know, it, I, I agree that it makes sense for sure. And, um, and the Steadicam op is uh, Blaine Baker. Um, yeah, crushes it. Yeah, and there's a, there's a point. 
Austin, who I believe we're going to have on the um, Music Video Chats podcast coming up, um, which will be fun uh, to talk about this video. But he, he, talked, he talked on Twitter about how nobody has asked him um, how they pulled off the very end. So the whole video is obviously Steadicam, but then at the very end, uh, the shot is lifted above mm. everybody. And uh, I, I am curious how they, how they achieved that. Maybe I want like, to know who um, the female artist is who sings the, the hook. The, is she credited anywhere? She it's is, but we should finish talking about what I was talking about first. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, okay. So what do you what do you guys think? Uh, how do you think they pulled that off? What's your guess? Well, if you are talking about music videos that do that move, I feel like the most famous version of that is "It's Oh So Quiet" by Bjork from 1995. The famous end shot. I don't know if it's a Steadicam shot, but it is. One of those shots where like Bjork stays in the foreground and is lifted up on you know basically a crane and the camera goes with her. Um, so I have a feeling that he must have been strapped into some harness or something like that, and then crane lifted up. Is that is that how it was done? I mean, I guess that sounds very expensive uh, and very complicated, uh, just for like a simple. Not yeah, but, simple. but they're on a stage. They probably, you know, presumably have a you know full tra- full trap stage that they could do that on. Um, Mm, that, that could be. It. I mean, they're they're not like in like this street or like some other like like an airport terminal. True. If they do have a controlled environment, mm-hmm. uh, well, we'll dig into that and more. Uh, Jamila Woods. Nice. Wait, what about Jamila Woods? She's That's the probably lady. the female artist. Yeah, she is. She's the lady. Is she? Right. Yeah, she was great. I loved her. I'm crediting her right now. Um. And yeah, it definitely has like so it's it's got like a kind of like a I don't know fifties fifties vibe maybe with like a diner. Um, and I've seen it um, described though as a Broadway show. And yeah, very Broadway. I would, yeah. I would it, well, would you say Broadway? It feels a little bit different than than Broadway to me. Like it feels like um, I don't I don't know like like just I actually, something. I like, saw. High School Musical dropped a few times. I hated that, but I feel like it's somewhere. It's it's not High School Musical because that's just like a movie. Wait, where did you see that dropped, Adam? I don't know. It was I did. See, I see it. Stereo Gum or something. Somebody, mm-hmm. yeah. Somebody. They, said they called that. it High School Musical inspired, but yeah, I don't think that's... anyone was inspired by that. Yeah, I wouldn't say that either. I would say though, it's somewhere like it's not. It's not exactly Broadway. Like Broadway to me has like a little bit too artificial too big vibe to me like fucking cats and shit like mm-hmm. this is like a this this show feels like a lot more genuine of a show i don't know like maybe i'm like looking too deep into what's going on here and broadway is fine but i just like wouldn't that's not the word i would use to me like the term broadway has like a very like tony awards you know nathan oh. nathan lane style like feel to it and this is not feel exactly like I couldn't see like Matthew Broderick like suddenly appearing and having it make sense right in this video. Maybe an off-Broadway feel. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that that is, but yeah, maybe. Well, they did sometimes they describe places off-Broadway. Right. No, they're right. technically not on Broadway, um, Broadway theater. But um, I also kind of found this interesting in that you know Chance the Rapper had probably one of the most uh, commercially hyped mixtapes or that an mm-hmm. acid rain i mean acid rain rap. was reviewed acid rap acid rap sorry acid rap has was reviewed on like a lot of places a lot of mainstream places that were that had listeners that probably didn't understand that you couldn't go to fye and buy a cd of acid rap um that it was a mixtape and you couldn't even find it on spotify um it was like the the most pervasive non album release that I think I can remember in the last few years. And, it's just free on the internet. Yeah, free on the internet, and and that and I think they gave him a ton of cachet for this kind of thing. Um, and it's really been interesting to see what he does with that. Um, and he hasn't dropped, you know, his own, you know, uh, big album yet. He hasn't dropped his you know Good Kid, Mad City uh, album. 
I think he's doing all the like. This is where he should be at right now, anyway. Though yeah. I mean, I feel like he's still got like he's he's got a lot going on as an artist. Like he does a lot of different things, and I feel like he like this seems like it makes a lot of sense. I mean, he also was on this on the Justin Bieber album. Like he's definitely got some like mainstream level success, but I feel like he's. Um, He's kind of like it just got a lane that he wants to stay in, and I feel like he definitely should. Like I'm all about that. Like him, he's the type of like he seems to be like touring all the time and stuff. And really, like that's where, like that's he's probably doing all right doing that and just giving away the music for free and having people come out and pay to see him. Um, But he's also that makes a lot of sense. Like he's kind of like he does some some pretty substantial dancing in this video as well. He's kind of establishing himself. It's kind of ironic that his name is Chance the Rapper. Um, when he he is kind of establishing himself as somebody who can do things other than rap. Like well, he's dance. also in. He also just came out with a short film with Colin Tilly called Mister Happy. Mm-hmm. It's like a twenty-five minute short film uh, starring Chance the Rapper, um, where you know he's doesn't rap at all. So uh, yeah, it is very interesting. Uh, maybe that's maybe it's ironic. And I don't really think he needs to be you know d- dropping an album. You know, anytime soon. I mean, I feel like you can kind of keep keep on with that. That 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 the idea of an album has been so important to a lot of artists that haven't been like really ridiculously hyped before their first album came out, like uh, Nicki Minaj mm-hmm. or uh, or like uh, Kendrick Lamar, even. So, but he- all of these artists, like what Chance the Rapper is skipping right now, is like the shitty first record label, mm-hmm. like. Katy Perry, like, wasn't Katy Perry on, like, some record label that, like, kind of screwed her or, like, didn't really work out and she wasn't very big and then she switched labels or something? She was a Christian rock artist, basically. Was she really? Yeah, she was. Or Lana Del Rey, same sort of situation where she released an album with a crappy label and it went nowhere. It just so, so like Chance the Rapper, like he could have like signed with anybody like two years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, he he had a, there was a mixtape prior to the Acid uh, Acid Rap uh, mixtape Surf, uh, which was awesome. Is or excuse me, not Surf. Surf is the name of the um, uh, new. Um, it's going to be the name of the new Donnie Trumpet album. What was the name of the um, free chant? The first Chance the Rapper mixtape. Um, Adam, do you remember what what uh, Lana Del Rey's name was before she was the Lana Del Rey? Yeah, Lizzie Grant. Lizzie Grant, that's it. Nice. Yeah. Ten Day, that's right. Ten Day was the name of the first Chance the Rapper mixtape. So anyway, like when Ten Day came out, he had some buzz going out as well. Like he could have jumped on, a, you know, got signed to a label then, and you know, got caught up in some nonsense and wouldn't have been able to put out some anything, and you know, wouldn't have been able to make money from performing. He's just like skipping that stuff to do whatever he wants. And he's 22 years old. Like you know, he can. He's uh, he's got some time. Remember when I was 22? Man, and I could uh, maybe. You should I, write I, a Beatles. You should write a Beatles song about it. Uh, yeah, that's when I'm 64. But I'm 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 a long <laughs> way off from that. When the Beatles were 22, they were. But the Beatles were 22 when they wrote "When I'm 64." So so this is a this is totally off topic but i i would encourage anybody who is interested in beetle post you know post beatles beatles careers to have a listen to ringo Starr's new solo album there's um, a new ringo star album there's a new ringo star album and it, it is it's kind of so bizarrely bad it is just so i've been listening to it non-stop because i'm just trying <laughs> to wrap my head around everything about it it is so Amazingly, comically, spectacularly, beautifully terrible. There's just, a song on it called "I'm Not Signing Autographs Anymore." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a really good song. Yeah, uh, it's it's either from from the production, uh, which sounds like it, it sounds like a very amateurish production with like a you know very cheap, very cheap production to the lyrics to the songwriting. It's an all around tour de force of of shittiness. So I would highly recommend it. <laughs> Everyone check it out. Cool. That'll be in the show notes. Yeah, show notes. But it's called Postcards from Paradise. Man. Oh, Postcards Jesus. from Paradise that will not be returned when you send them to me. Yeah. Uh what uh so we're gonna go we're gonna run the gambit? We're gonna do car- uh, car- caribou now? 
let's check out Caribou. Yeah, and Adam, when you when and this is by uh, this is can't do without you, Adam. When I said we should skip this, you you yelped audibly. Did you you enjoyed this video? Yeah, I really liked it a lot. Um, I did too. Basically, uh, I'll break it down first. So yeah, break it video, down for us. Break it down. I'll break it down. I'm gonna break it down. <laughs> so. Um, it's it's a pretty simple video. It, it shows a, a young boy running. The video is shot in slow motion, and uh, we can tell that he's being pursued by something, but we don't immediately see it. Um, and then as the video proceeds, we see that it's a giant, um, a giant fish, a very very colorful sort of uh, crafted fish. I don't know what it's made out of, but it has like fabric and, and silk or whatnot. And, uh, yeah, he's kind of getting chased by this giant fish. And at first it seems like maybe the fish is a threat. But then we realize that uh, he's kind of cool with this giant fish. And uh, I think the idea behind the video is just kind of um, the imagination of a child. And uh, I would I would think he's maybe imagining this giant fish. And uh, I just thought it was really beautifully shot and not immediately what you'd imagine for this track. Um, and I always like that when, when a visual fits the track, but it's not really what you expected to see. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I loved it. I thought it was a really great video. You guys are a fan of this one? Did you like it? I, I really, I had a lot of fun with this video. I thought it was really fun. It takes some... It definitely takes some turns, which is really interesting, and like they're kind of partially dictated by the music. And uh, but like, yeah, I, I like it's such an unusual video. Um, it feels really unique to me, and I really love this giant fish. Uh, essentially, what it probably is is a puppet. Um, but it's it's awesome. Yeah, I really enjoyed it, and the kid likes his kids really fun. Um, but yeah, it was just like such a surprising video that yeah, it really fits the song well. That, um, but yeah, it's definitely not what you expect. Caribou has made some video, some unexpected videos, right? Yeah, remember, he has. You remember the uh, the the hour love video that Ryan Stake directed with like the old lady kind of like rock walking around her house and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, really simple, but like really, really, uh, really enjoyed it. Fairhome, you're. Where where are you at on this video? Oh uh, well, it was directed by Lorenzo Fonda. Oh yeah, listen, we should say that. Uh, yeah, you got to mention that. Who has also directed uh, um, the video for her "Baby Come Home" by the Scissor Sisters, mm-hmm. which uh, um, Isaac Hagee directed. I don't know, and and Daniel edited. He edited, yes. Sorry, um, I don't know why that, that. Every time I think of Isaac Hagee, I think of this video. Uh, because I love the Scissor Sisters, okay. um, and uh, it was released on April fifteenth. That's kind of where I am at this video. I, I I don't know. I I it moved a little slow for me, but I can see the the fun in it and the the uh, the beauty in it. Um, it is it was it was a very charming music video, and I and I definitely I definitely enjoyed it. I've. Uh... I've do- I've seen this kid in another video, but we don't have another credit for him. But uh, do you guys recognize him from something? Who Tate? Yeah, Tate. <laughs> I, Fuck, Tate's 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 been everywhere. Honestly, okay, Tate gets around. Okay. Okay, so it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, so Tate's like I don't know if you're like aware, but like Tate's a kind of a big deal. Yeah, Tate's kind of a music video star. Uh, I'm definitely not aware. <laughs> Tate, Tate first came on the scene about three years ago. He played a two-year-old uh, when he was three uh, in in uh, the Hero Mariah, also for Scissor Sisters. No, I don't know who this kid is. You don't have any idea of what you maybe saw him in, Adam? No, I know. None. Weird. But something recent, something this year or last... Tight. I'll work on it. I'll work on it. Maybe it'll be like the I. F- we frequently get uh, requests from parents of child actors to manage their page, <laughs> and and I just like I never know what to do with them. I just kind of they're all in a pile somewhere. It's such an impossible thing for to to verify. Yeah, it is. It's super, so yes, when, I have this 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 child. I have it. Here yeah, it is. this child is mine, and I don't know what to do. Do I like do a video chat with them when they can hold the child up to the camera? Oh I don't uh, understand. You should do that. Yeah, that'd be a good use of everyone's time. Um, 
man, I think we I think we kind of did it. I feel I like. think we did it. Wow. Um, thank you, Adam, for bringing that David Hasselhoff video to our. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was really good. To for, of funny. you to do that. Uh, where and did you 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 obviously subscribe to David Hasselhoff Weekly? Uh, I do. Yeah. You? I got an email and a text notification that he had a new music video out. You have a, just a, you have a Google alert set up where just anytime anyone says anything about David Hasselhoff, you get an email about it. Exactly. Any new David Hasselhoff content, I know about it immediately. Hey, did they shut down Google uh, alerts? Because uh, I I have like f- ten of them set up, and I haven't got one any emails in about two years. <laughs> Mine was well, mine were still sounds working. like it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously. It feels like they should just keep that going, though. I don't know, like, like uh, I know their Google's always closing down shit, but like, keep Google alerts going, you dinguses. We yeah, want to know when somebody mentions my name online. Yeah, or even even or a misspelling of your name, correct? Especially almost as important. Yeah, if they if they spare, you know, my last name's Fairholm. If they say. Uh, you know, fair home with H O M E instead of the H O L M. I would totally want to know about that. Fuck somebody up for that shit. Yeah. Um, so uh, anyway, if you guys are music video directors, direct some. Find Katy Perry. Tell her we need some new music uh, and uh, direct a music video for her. Um, and we will see you guys next week. Beep 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 boom. Mm.